magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author, feng shui consultant, and Akashic healer. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, energy reader, and inner child healing teacher. And this is a podcast about using magic and energy work as we bravely embrace the full range of the human experience. Hello. Hello, welcome to the show. Good job bravely embracing the full range <laughs> of the human experience. <laughs> uh, I just want to say that I'm looking out my window and the tree is fully in bloom. Ooh. And I realized that like, or it's like fully like growing its leaves again. And I realized like every year I'm like, when it's totally bare, I'm like, I don't see how it's ever going to come back. I know, isn't that amazing? Yes. It's so interesting that the seasons, I was just talking about that yesterday, how having the seasons is so nourishing to me. Yeah. Like having grown up in California and not having that. Yes. And now having it, it's this real, it's like every year, this cycle of growth and expansion and going within. And it's I mean, just, yeah, it's such a lesson. Like it's a very, very large tree. And it's completely bare, just like a month ago. And now it's fully in bloom. And, you know, it's just such a great metaphor for our lives. It's pretty amazing. I know in the earth, how we co-evolved with it. We're part of it. Like our eyes evolved to see the sunlight. It's all interconnected. It's amazing. You know, this kind of... Actually, I didn't plan on talking about any of this, but um, I did this reading for somebody who um, we were talking to her brother who had passed, and um, he was telling her that she's been doing some of her own ancestral healing, and he told her in this reading, he was like, thank you for what you're doing, because I mm. it's helping me see my own pattern it's helping you know it's helping me and she was like you know I got that information too when I was doing it but um I had grown up with this belief that when you die you just suddenly know everything oh and I had a similar belief that like oh you you're just like so limited in this human form but when you die then you'll know all the answers like you'll because you're just one with everything yeah and it's just like all the veils are lifted you're completely clear And he said to her, it was like very, well, I'll tell you what he said. He was like, oh, you can't, you know, her name, let's call her Helen. Now we know it's not Helen. Okay. (laughs) Anything, it could be anything else, but not that. But it's not (laughs) Helen. Um, (laughs) That's true. It sounds like I'm being sarcastic. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So he was like, Helen, you can't. You, nobody you you'll never know everything like there's there's so such a vast universe it's unknowable like mm-hmm. it is simply not possible to know everything like mm-hmm. not even when you're dead and you're like and I have chills talking about because it was such a heart chakra moment it was like oh my god like it's so magical and vast and amazing. And like, uh, there's just so much growth. Like you'll never stop learning. You'll in a, yeah. in a, it felt like a positive way, you know, sometimes. Oh yeah. Sometimes for me on earth, it feels like, 
Oh, great. I feel, okay, I learned that lesson, but now here's another lesson. Right, you know? right, endless. Yeah, but this felt like endless in a good way. Like, oh my God, there's so many secrets to know and you'll never know them all. And like, you'll, or to, you know, to learn and like, it's just so much magic that it's endless. And it was just oh, very beautiful. That is beautiful. <sighs> yeah, it felt really good. It was like looking at the gal. I saw this image of like the galaxy, you know, and like when she was working on her stuff, she was kind of lighting up that area in the galaxy for him to look at and know better. Oh. And then like the rest of the galaxy was kind of more dark and like when he would learn something else then that would light up and it was like kind of lighting up more and more pieces yeah that you know when I tune into my ancestors it it's a similar sort of dynamic where I was surprised to realize <laughs> or sense that they yeah. want that it was important to them to help me to evolve or learn yes. or heal yeah. It gets part of their whole thing too yes my mom does say that a lot to um like when I do traits with my friend that does what I do she says that a lot to her like that she's really grateful for me that I'm doing this work and mm -hmm. it's interesting because I've had resistance for me hearing that personally from her like I'm like okay whatever <laughs> uh... but I I'm feeling more open to that now like oh okay like yeah this really is opening up so much more for us all to heal yeah and that only yeah. like I don't want to say speeds up but it does like just it, it creates more space which is really the theme today but space for joy and stuff anyway so what cards did we pick last week so last week so welcome new listeners at the end of every podcast we draw cards for the week we each draw one mm -hmm. and natasha drew wisdom from wisdom of the oracle trust your intuition oh no th i'm sorry i wrote this wrong mm -hmm. i drew trust your intuition from your the magic of flowers oracle and you drew rabbit spirit from oh, yeah. spirit animals oracle which was like good luck and vulnerability Good luck. I feel like both of those were a part of it. Good yeah. luck and vulnerability. Yeah. Like good luck is there for you, but you kind of have to like open be up vulnerable and be vulnerable to feel it, which was also the same thing as the energy report, oh, which was yeah. about getting stuff unlodged from your heart chakra so that you can feel and know who, you know, like who you are more, like acclaim mm -hmm. it more. So what about you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, too, Practical Magic last week was kind of about resting and integrating, oh, yeah. if you remember. Yes. And definitely that, like, kind of magically, spiritually resting, working still, but not necessarily doing a whole lot of yeah. spiritual stuff, just, you know, my normal meditation. But yesterday, it was so interesting. I saw a picture of myself when I was maybe, like, 32, mm. I'm guessing. Okay. And I was camping and I was super happy I'm gonna get I'm gonna start crying again and I I felt teary after that and I still now I feel teary again because it was like I just really tuned into how I felt I I felt happy in that moment camping but like how in general it's just been recently so I have been feeling so much more love and support and connection and I just felt all this compassion for myself like yeah. just doing my best every uh. day to feel you know okay yes. oh that's beautiful I love that yeah 
And that, so that was like 12 years ago, in case people don't know how old you are. Yeah, it was surprising. It's surprising to me still, like just think, think picturing my happy little camping face. Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's just interesting how I did. I didn't realize how, like now that I feel more supported and like supported by myself and stuff, I just like, wow, that was really hard for a long time. Like I felt very lonely. I felt like, you know, pretty bad about myself. (laughs) Makes me want to come through that screen and hug you. Oh, you're so sweet. Oh, I love that. Um, do you think that feeling supported, more internally supported is like very, is, do you feel like that's been like a progression since then or like is it sudden? <laughs> Wait, or, what do you mean? Oh, like, like how much I've changed? Since you've been feeling better. Yeah, since you've well, been supporting Well, so yourself. that 32, that was just a couple of years before I had the big realization about my mom. Oh. Like, oh, we need to go to therapy. We need to talk about stuff. Because oh, like, wow. uh, new listeners and maybe old listeners, if you don't remember, you didn't hear all the episodes, my mom is a covert narcissist. So mm-hmm. it takes a while with that. Like usually yeah. actually people are in their 30s when they finally read realize it Mm -hmm. because it's very it's like they know how to conceal their narcissism but they still manipulate you Mm -hmm. and make everything about them Mm -hmm. and their feelings instead Mm -hmm. of you and your feelings so yeah it was just like I didn't realize why things were so hard and I didn't realize why I felt so unsupported I didn't even realize I did because I didn't have anything to compare it to which I now do so it's been a journey a big journey since then but yeah it's been incremental but with like large jumps forward here and there yeah this is reminding me also of our conversation with Ingrid the psychologist when we were talking about narcissism because even though my mom was an outright narcissist you don't when you're growing up in it you don't know that (laughs) you know like because you have no frame of reference yeah exactly so I also didn't know why I felt hated myself and all of that but it became clear when I went to my first therapist, <laughs> mm-hmm. didn't take long to have somebody be like, hmm, I wonder what's happening. Um, okay, I could go. I There was a lot that happened for me. This So I feel like my trans, like, this sounds like I'm like um, bragging or something when I put it this way. But I just feel like I've had so many weeks of like, this is revealed and this is revealed and I'm realizing this and I'm, but I think I'll that doesn't say sound like that you're bragging. Okay. well I was going to say there's been so much transformation but there really has been like a lot and I'll just say this week was for me around there was kind of like a series of what could be perceived as rejections which uh, you know growing up the way I did rejection, um, I was really primed for to look for rejection all the time in order to avoid it. But that's not a good way to do it. By the way, I'm reading this. This is okay. This will inform what I'm saying. But I'm reading this book. Um, it didn't start with you. Have I mentioned that before? Uh, I've heard about it from a lot of people. Oh, and I've wondered about it. Why? So I want it. Well, in a bad way. 
Well, okay, so I heard I heard about it and I was like, oh, I'm going to read that. And then I looked at the reviews on um, Amazon and it seemed like it might be a little shady, like that people were like, who is this guy? Like these claims are not totally believable. So then mm. I was like, I was torn because That's I felt like, oh, I really want to know this information, but I'm not sure if this yeah. is a guy who like is going to deliver it. I understand that because reading it, I had the same question. I was like, are these real studies and whatever? But yeah. I'm just kind of taking it, you know, with a grain of salt. But I I do think that certain parts of this are true. And so anyway, I'll just tell you this one thing that he was talking about this rat, the study that people did on rats, where they may it's kind of, it's very sad to the rats. Oh, no, I always skip through and squint during these parts of books. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? No, you, you might. I guess you need to for your story, but I don't. I'm gonna be sad probably. Well, I won't say. I'll try to make it so it's not sad. So, well, it's gonna be sad, but it's, so it's not. You don't have to think about it too much. It just basically they made them not like this scent, a particular scent. Okay, and so then when they didn't like the particular scent, their their um their offspring, offspring. then became not only didn't like that scent afterwards even though not being exposed to it and until like like they weren't trained to not like it but they just didn't like it immediately they then were trained to um be hyper aware of anything that might smell anything like it mm-hmm. so they were very focused on oh, oh I don't like that anything mm-hmm. that's like it um so I just thought that was really interesting because in terms of inner child work it's like we off if something happens to us that we are afraid of like um you know if you experience for me I'll just say like if I I, my mom would reject me a lot out of the blue and then I would I developed an inner child part that then became hyper aware and on the lookout for anything that resembled anything close to rejection and then would start to feel like Oh God. And and there and I would be terrible. Like if someone were to reject me, then I'd be like, oh, my God, this is at my core. Yeah. This is terrible. I'm bad. Yeah. You know, that whole thing. And so this has been a huge healing for me um, recently. I've been like kind of picking away at that hyper vigilant part to like be like, oh, no, we're actually safe. I'm here and it's OK if I make mistakes. I'm a human being. This is what happens. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not bad because of that. Like literally everybody does that. And um, and so it was interesting because this week I really had the, <laughs> the opportunity. We'll put it in a nice light to to really feel that on a gut level, like, oh, yeah, really, I may just not be for some people. And that's okay. Like, it's not about me or like, yeah, and it's not me. It was like certain things that I was do it was like specific circumstances and it was just like no oh yeah no that's it's in, literally impossible for me to be concerned about what everybody to be likable to everybody mm-hmm. and that's not a rejection and that part if that part relaxes which it has been then I get to like experience more of who I am because my energy isn't tied up in being worried about like "Ah, what if this happens or "Ah, oh no look over there look over there it's like no that part doesn't have to look over there so therefore I can be like oh what do I want to do I want to have fun yeah it's just wild how much like 
when I was like, okay, I have a whole day here. I don't have to, I can have fun. And all of this stuff came up like, you can't. Oh, like that you should be working or something? Not working because I didn't put it on that. Like I had healed enough that it was like, no, it means nothing about my worth to be productive. It means nothing about my worth if things aren't going exactly how I want. It was just a general feeling of you are awful. <laughs> I'm laughing. It, and then you, but you moved through. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming you did since you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. This is just here because it's tra- it doesn't know what else to do now. Like it, it thinks it's its job is to focus on something in particular, but I'm not letting it focus on something in particular. So it just feels awful because oh. it was raised to think it was awful. So, yeah. so then, yeah, I just gave it a lot of love and let it move and was nice to myself. And I was, it was like the practical magic. It did, it, that was, well. Integrating. Uh, integrating and, and letting myself rest with it. And then the boulder, I mean, it was a huge, like the energy report, like the thing, mm-hmm. it was like heart boulders. <laughs> moving yes. all that stuff out so then I can be like, oh, hey, this is good to be me. Yeah. That yeah, I, that's interesting. Yeah. While you're talking about that, I'm I'm looking back and seeing I had, I mean, we talked about it last week, how I had that coupled when you and I got in that fight that I was like, no, you are saying this. And you're like, no, I'm really not. I'm really not saying that. Yeah. And then I had that with Ted too, oh. which is a, another thing from my childhood, which is mm-hmm. when he gets jealous, which he does sometimes because he's a Scorpio. <laughs> He, he's a double Scorpio. Yeah. It's just part of him. Yeah. And he really, it's not in any way. He's never like, I'm saying, I'm not saying you're a bad person, no. but that's always coupled in there or for it has you. been in the past yeah. for me. Cause that was, that was a big thing. See, I get flattered when people are jealous. See, I know. See, and that's why I think he's confused. Cause he yeah. wants, I think he also likes it when I'm jealous. Yeah. Like I can tell yeah. he does. Cause yeah. I, I, as I've mentioned, I sometimes will kind of <laughs> pretend to be, <laughs> um, because I could tell, you know, he likes like, it. He likes it. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously it's not that he's doing, but it, it's so interesting how it just really sounds like I'll even yeah. say, you said I was a bad partner. And oh. he's like, no, no, I never, I never said that. Oh, wow. Because it's yeah. like that was the pattern with my mom was it would be Yes. Like, you know, you like your friend's mom more than I, you think she's prettier than I am. And like oh, it was, and wow. she would cry. It would be like because I was such a bad person because I didn't. What think if she you was did? The prettiest by the mom. Way. Yeah. Like okay. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh I mean, God. it's clearly mental illness. I mean, yeah. You know, she was having a hard time, but it did. It was very, very hard on me. And so now, <sighs> yeah, it's that's one of the. So did you have that, that happen? And it. Was yeah, okay? that happened this week, oh. and it, then we got through. Yeah, that <laughs> it happened where I was like, yeah. Then you told me I was being bad and mean, and uh, that I was being a bad person, and he was like, no, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh wow! See, isn't that I? This is the thing I do love, though, is like, it just, I, like the universe gives you these opportunities to clear this stuff up. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I do think it's a way of expanding us so that we can have what we want in our lives because you can't have a more expansive life with, well, I mean, you can have, you can have a good life, but I'm just saying like, if there's certain things that you are like, just, you can't experience all that you are when you have a um, certain limiting just old programming in place that is trying to keep you from experiencing all that you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Yeah, and relationships. And that, I felt like that was a, still another Libra moon yeah, sort of repercussion, like healthy rebalancing. It only yes. happened a couple of days after we had our rebalancing Well, there's <laughs> more relationship stuff coming up. Relationships that where like a fight or an argument can be such a kind of like a recalibration totally it always can be there's always Mm -hmm. that opportunity yeah Mm -hmm. okay well this week there's questions but before we do that you know what we'd love it if you would leave us a review and we are on spotify again but we're not yet (laughs) we plan to be but There's been some issues with Spotify for some reason getting us on there. So we'll figure it out. Um, But if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it. We really appreciate it. And it helps people find us. And um, I would also say hello to all of our listeners in different countries. We found some new countries that are listening to us. And we really appreciate it. Yep. For some reason, only the ones from the U.S. appear, though, if you leave a review on the things. But anyway, thank But it's a, I bet if you're in oh, a different maybe country. It to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for doing that. And if you'd like to ask us a question, you can go to magicmondaypodcast.com, hit ask a question, or you can call us at 828-333-7181. okay i'm just gonna say it the one time and that's all so would you like to talk about something that you would like the people to receive i would love to talk about feng shui i got i got to do a really excellent fun feng shui consultation this week and it reminded me how much i love it so and and i'm doing these on zoom now so anywhere you are in the world we did it yesterday did you say it was with me well, I didn't know if you wanted me to say oh, it with why you. wouldn't I want you to know? Well, I don't know. Uh, don't tell anybody my first. house has been feng shui. <laughs> it was so it was with fun. Natasha. That was where, uh, that was the person who I did feng shui for. Yeah, so, really yeah, you, we do it wherever you are using Zoom, and you get a feng shui report. And it's very, like, I really want to tune into what's going to nourish you. It's not like a cookie cutter. Yeah. You know, these are the rules. This is what you have to follow. Like, maybe I will tell you mm-hmm. some feng shui principles, but in order to help find what's going to work in your space well, and with your current situation. Just like the first time, this is how we met, was when yeah. you feng shui my house. And you made Brett cry, my husband, the first time and then you did it again yesterday twice I left them alone to go look at his garage and I knew when he came back he'd have been crying (laughs) (laughs) in a good way yeah it's like Barbara Walters when Barbara Walters made people cry oh thank you Mm -hmm. oh yeah very great compliment oh yeah Okay, sorry, go on. Because it helps you to know, like, oh, I need to prioritize this. Or, like, it helps you to, like, dig in and ask yourself, oh, you know, why have I not been doing this? Or why, (laughs) how can I make my life feel more expanded? Or, you know, whatever it is. Well, yeah, it's interesting. Often or always, there's, like, one major issue. Sort of like a kingpin. Is that the name for the, like, when the logs are coming down in the logging industry? And, like, one get makes every one, all the other logs get stuck. Maybe. And then you remove one. Yeah. And then they all. T- they so, all anyway, often down. there's something like that. Like, a major thing <laughs> that is, like, 
What's that? I don't know that you want to compare it to a to that situation. You let like one a- go and then your house <laughs> falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like unsticking yeah, is what yeah. I'm thinking. Like unsticking <laughs> the energy. Like often there's kind of one overriding. Like, oh, here's a dynamic that feels like a priority. And then there's like lots of other things you can do. But yeah. it's interesting how much you can see in the way the house is arranged or decorated. Mm, or yeah. you in the ways that it's used. Yeah. So you can learn about that and schedule that at TessWhitehurst.com. So just go to TessWhitehurst.com and then you'll see three main options and one of them is feng shui, like three rectangles at the top. So click on that or go to the shop and go to sessions with Tess. Either way, you can find the page where you can schedule. And you'll love it and it'll make your house feel real good. And I'll just say for me, you can, if you would like to have a session with me, we can, in fact, speak to anybody that's passed if you would like, or we can just look at what's going on for you energetically, emotionally, help clear it out, um, update contracts, release any energy that doesn't feel good, replace it with nice stuff. And I, and you always leave with some kind of tools to help you um, assimilate after the session to help continue the growth. Mm, so you I need to schedule with you. Oh yeah, you do. Because um, yeah. we did a trade. That's why she's saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, highestlighthealing.com and just go to, I don't know. You, it, It's probably easy to find out. You'll figure it out. I think there's a whole thing. That healing. Says, yeah, it's pretty easy. Okie dokie. And thank you. So now we're going to answer some questionies. Correct? Yes. We got a lot of great questions when I asked for questions on my Facebook page Mm -hmm. and we don't have time to answer all of them, but we would like to answer more of them than we are today. Yeah. Um, But we're going to start with a question from Jamie. Jamie says, my father-in-law has been diagnosed with lymphoma. He is not wanting to do treatments, even though the survival chances are very good. I want to do a guidance, insight, and protection spell for him. Recommendations? He is a wonderful father, father father-in-law, and grandfather, just an FYI. So I didn't know this was an actual... I I hope that I'm... This sounds compassionate, but Brett and I watch this show called Million Little Things because we think it's very melodramatic and there was a storyline with somebody who wasn't getting treatment even though they had very good chances and we thought it was so manufactured just to create this love story that was happening because you were like oh that would never really happen who wouldn't do that like why and and she kept saying like he saved my life because he convinced her to do it we were like he saved your life he just to the doctor say to you just go to the doctor and then they would have saved you mm-hmm. um but i didn't know this was something that people really do and that is baffling yeah because i also someone my dad knows yeah. uh, i know him too but he's closer to my dad is yeah. having a similar situation where there's people. a treatment that he just doesn't want to get that is yeah. might really really help him it will help his chances for sure yeah so for as far as like what I would say to do um did she say what did she ask specifically for um that she wants to do a spell 
Uh, did for she say spell? guidance, insight, and protection for him. Oh, okay. So maybe you can do a spell, uh, give a spell idea. But I, what I really pictured right away was this technique that I learned from Oren and Snail years and years ago that I really like to do, um, especially because you love him and you're saying he's such a good, you know, father and father-in-law, um, is to imagine yourself in light covered in light like your auras in a cover of light and then breathe into your heart chakra and see like this um light filled bridge going from your heart to his heart and then walk out onto the bridge and then see if he can join you and just give him lots of love like just meet in on the heart chakra bridge essentially and share the light so it's not to like try to influence him but just giving him your without without trying to like control or manipulate because you can't do that from the heart chakra so it's just like about sharing your love sharing your compassion and then um and it's also a way when you're using this bridge to help him connect to his highest truth and his guide. So all only the highest truth is what's happening. And then whenever you're ready, then you can both go back to your hearts and close it up and fill up with light. So it's kind of like a, a protection slash heart, heart transfer of love and connection to his highest truth. Yeah. So... That really goes well. I mean, I feel like you could do both of these. So what I'm seeing, what I think I would do in this situation is I would call on Archangel Metatron Mm. and also Archangel Sandalphon. So when I call on Archangel Metatron, I envision, and I do this whenever I do Akashic clearing because, and also every day, (laughs) just as part of my daily meditation. But to me, Metatron is synonymous with it's like this current of energy you could think of him as an archangel but you can also think of him as like our ability to access or invoke or connect with infinity Mm. infinite light Mm. so i picture metatron when i call on him as uh sending or being a pillar of diamond white light coming down from I mean in saying coming down from infinity doesn't really make sense because infinity is everything it's not yeah. just up in the sky yeah. but that's like that current of connection to all that is so it, I also sometimes kind of think of like a diamond white like liquid light sun that symbolizes infinity that's like in the center of everything but there's Metatron there's such a clarifying energy with Metatron. It's like, um, um, it's like the kind of orchestration, like divine orchestration, orchestration or um, like divine alignment that is beyond our logical mm-hmm. minds. So invoking Metatron for your father-in-law and then imagining Metatron sending this diamond pillar of light down into the crown of his head, kind of like encompassing him and then anchoring him into the earth, which is Sandalphon's energy to me is like the core of the earth Mm. It is part of it. I feel like it's not all of it, but that's one way to envision. It's like kind of can receive that light or infinite wisdom or infinite orchestration from Metatron and then integrate it into the physical world. So calling on Metatron, calling on Sandalphon, envisioning your father-in-law being connected to the, like a a golden 
white sphere at the center of the earth and a diamond white light diamond white sphere of infinity and kind of that pillar of like clearing away confusion in aligning him with his highest and truest good so yeah again once again same dynamic as natasha said we're not in any way trying to manipulate him or his behavior we're just like facilitating kind of like clearing the way opening him up to whatever is in his truest good yeah i just got this image when you were talking to of like kind of as maybe inspired by your future self looking back at your 32 year old self like i just had this image of calling on the version of him that's already healthy already feeling his best and then and you to your highest future self that already feel is knowing that everything is for the best and perfect and okay and then having you to meet I don't know why I'm really into hugs today but there's something about that like hugging and like seeing these two parts of yourself uh, uh, I mean you and him um, hugging and like just feeling that light from that experience Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I hope that what Natasha and I are communicating as far as like supporting him without trying to manipulate him is coming through. But I think if that's hard, like if Mm. it's challenging because you're like, oh, he just needs to do that. Like clearly, you know, I think maybe you could also remember like you, Jamie, and anyone who's ever going through some kind of dynamic like this is that we don't really know what it's like to be the other person. Mm. It really is their body. It really is their choice. So yeah, of course we hope. I mean, I think that just kind of could help you get into that place where you can still hope that he makes that choice, of course. But then when it's not coupled with like judgment or trying to control, it's a more powerful place to be. So that thought might be supportive is like, yeah, I don't really know his journey. I don't know what is in his highest and truest good. Um, I think I know, but I don't really know. (laughs) So I'm going to do this ritual in this way to clear the way for his highest good. And I think when you combine, when you connect to that light, it'll, it'll help you to feel that. Right. It'll help to be like more connected to the universal truth. Yeah. Okay. Do you have other questions? Yes. So next we have a question from Barbara. Who asks, how do you get rid of a generational curse? Okay. Now, did you want to say something about that first? Um, well, maybe. Do you mind starting? Okay. <laughs> um, well, I am curious what that means, I guess, I will say. So what I'm going to say is that this is how I feel about it. Um, Okay, I feel two ways about it. One is all of our ancestral lines carry with it some kind of energy, right? So like I come from Jewish people and there is a lot of, there's a particular kind of... um, of energy that comes from Jew, from Jews from I'll just even say my line of Jews like it's there's a bit of a heaviness uh, uh, that kind of energy like uh, like <laughs> should I just keep making those noises <laughs> oh my god now my voice is cracking like it's just like this particular kind of thing so that's not a curse obviously 
but it is like a definite energy pattern. Now, um, so, and this is what we're talking, what we were talking about earlier, actually, in terms of like working with the energy to be like, oh, okay, I'm look, I'm examining this. I'm seeing this as being a pattern that maybe didn't start with me and handing it back to my mom and then like like seeing it as an energy what I tend to do is like see myself in front of my and then see that um part of me my being handing the energy back to my mom and then she hands it back to her sister and her mom and etc etc and then it goes into this pool of light and there's like a nice clearing that happens um and I mean there's so many ways to do ancestral healing but if you're talking about like I mean, I guess I have never experienced a curse, you know, like where I feel that my feeling around curses in general may not be popular, but I'll just say it. I feel like if you give it power, it has power. If you don't give it power, then it doesn't have power. I think that's popular. Oh, is it? Okay, great. I actually yeah, I don't never... think it's entirely unpopular. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not a witchy per. Like, I, I mean, I guess technically you could say I'm a witch, but I don't. I'm more in the energy world, so mm-hmm. I don't know the popular opinion amongst witches. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's my feeling about it as well. Really, with almost everything, I feel the same way. Were you going to say something? Yeah. Yeah, with like beings that come in your space, whatever. It's always like, oh, no, I- I'm sorry. This is my space. Could you leave? And then they go. That's generally been my experience. If you're not afraid, like if you're afraid, then it then it causes like cords maybe or like sticky energy. And then you so if you just know like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not available for that. Then how I'm kind of seeing it is like this bubble of energy that you can be like, oh, no, I'm not available for that. Thank you. If you could leave, I'd appreciate it. And then just seeing the bubble either dissipate or go into the light or something like that. And then imagining the field in its place to be full of light. So, yeah, that's what I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you haven't read it, I do have a really great article oh. up by J. Allen Cross right. called Jinxes, hexes, and curses, everything you need to know. And in that, he talks about how... On TessWhitehurst.com. Yes, TessWhitehurst.com. Thank you. Um, He talks about how, yes, there are hexes and there are curses and there are jinxes. Hexes and curses are pretty rare. Mm. Like they're pretty, I think, a lot rarer than people think. Yeah, definitely. And that he does say too, like to take responsibility like in some way there's some kind of way that you maybe were open to that or at that moment not like judgment on yourself but and then also like yeah of course you can always also reverse it so no never panic right um and I I really just I feel like this is something I feel about J. Allen Cross is when he in all his writing I'm like yes I always feel like that he describes Mm. dynamics so well which is why I asked him to write that article but um, I also was thinking about, I have, what is it? Oh, it's an article that I wrote on my, on my site called, um, something karma friendly ways, uh, alternatives to hexes, five karma friendly alternatives to hexes and curses, I think is the name. I'll put it in the show notes, but it has a neutralization spell in it. And that dynamic of that spell, what I talk about is like, I mean, what you do is you place 
a name or like a representation of whoever you feel like is negatively affecting your energy you place it in sea salt like you immerse it in sea salt and the the dynamic is to remember nobody has power over me like you and so it's the same dynamic yeah, exactly. i would say with a generational a generational curse as with any curse is to remember oh yeah no that my power I get to say That's what right. has power over me yeah maybe in the past this I have allowed it on, on some level or it has been in my you know family line or something but I still get to say no yeah. and just remember just the neutralization of it like I don't this has never had power over me really and it doesn't have to moving forward so I think that and then I would also say like my brother and I recently uh, we've been kind of getting reacquainted with our cousins on our mom's side because mm. our moms didn't really always hang out or mm -hmm. get us together. So as adults, we've been getting reacquainted with them. And it was really healing for us. I feel like we had three different, you know, cousins from three different moms who were all sisters. And we were all like, what is up with that? Mm. <laughs> like they, you know, we were able to kind of like talk about what we knew about our grandparents mm. and about the similarities between our mothers and their different but uh, sometimes not different mental illness. Mm. And so to, I think sometimes there also is power in kind of like examining I mean if you think it's a curse then that would be you might be thinking somebody inflicted that curse on them but if you think it's a pattern mm -hmm. that you know it, it I felt like it was so healing for us to have those talks and be like what was that and like what did our grandparents what you know just kind of really look at it and think about it and have different kind of perspectives on mm -hmm. it and then recognize how that affected us personally yeah. so having that kind of like exploration I think can also be healthy yeah that's what I was talking about with the Jewish thing by the way there's yeah. also a lot of great things from the ancestors that I have but I'm just saying like in terms of what I wanted to heal it was like that heaviness right yeah yeah yeah. So there's like stuff specific to our family, but then there's also stuff stuff specific to Catholics there right, too, you right, know. Yeah, like yeah. their mental illness was interestingly influenced by Catholicism yeah, and Yeah. So yeah. And also I think the word curse has such like I feel like even hearing the word curse it's easy to give your power to it, you know, cuz it feels like this thing outside of you that you can't control. Right. Even like it does kind of have that connotation, too, of yeah. like, well, no matter what I do, I'll always be cursed. Like for some yes. reason, it has taken on that well, connotation. I guess the point of a curse, like if someone is like, I'm going to curse them for it, that means they're going to for the rest yeah. of their lives be out of control. And it's like, no, I don't believe I don't think you can do that unless somebody's open to it in some way. So if you and that's. Yeah, that's part yeah. of, I think waking up, it's like waking up to your power. Yeah. Like, oh, wait, yeah. wait, what? No, I don't have that. I don't have to believe in that. I don't have to yeah. live and, that way. Uh, and fear is really, I think, the number one way to give your power away and makes it really hard to um, to release that kind of thing because it's like, ah. so I'm not trying to minimize it. Like, you know, I totally understand having a fear, but if you can notice like, oh, okay, I'm afraid, but actually I do have power. I think it's like sometimes when people come to me to like, if there's some 
kind of entity or whatever in their space and they're scared. It's like, oh, I just feel like something's in there. It's much harder to release it because they're scared. And for me, I'm just like, oh, can you? And this doesn't happen very often. That's the other thing you were saying. Like, yeah, it's much less common than people think. But it, I have seen it. And so it's just like, I'm able to be like, oh, no, no. Like, clear out whatever it is that the person is feeling, allowing it to be in there, which is usually fear. And so then mm -hmm. it's like, okay, release that. Bye. No, no permission. That's another mm -hmm. big thing I love to do is just use my no permission um, oh, yeah. light switch. I imagine it like outside my space. Oh, I'm turning. No one has permission. Permission's off for mm -hmm. any of this kind of thing to happen. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you can envision even like you have said that before, right? Like sliding down switches. Yeah, that's why I'm imagining like a light switch, almost like. Oh, but you're saying like it's sometimes serious? energetically, I like to think of like um, like in the booth at a play at a theater. Mm -hmm. the, all oh the different, yeah, that's like, fun. Yeah, if you want <laughs> sliding more, up and down the levels. I really think you only need one, but if it feels fun to do more, then do more. <laughs> all the permissions are off. Yeah, all the way off. Yeah, all the way off. <laughs> Okay, is there more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, actually. So the n final question is from Jennifer, who final asks... countdown. Okay, go ahead. Is <laughs> <laughs> from Jennifer, who asks, what works for you when troubles feel insurmountable? Hmm. Um, okay, so that is kind of a vague question, but what... Um, I want to say is, I always feel like saying like not to minimize it, and I really do mean that, but oftentimes if we feel like, oh, this is insurmountable, we are merged with an inner child part. That we don't have a strong sense of our true self, our inner adult, our higher self present in our space enough we're very merged with the part of us that feels things are insurmountable and that's hard I mean I have a lot of compassion for that I mean I experienced that you know many times where it's like oh I'm just like merged with this inner child part that thinks this is she's lost she's caught in the past and she has a worldview of there's nobody here to help me there's no way out of this there's no other it very it's a very like um, myopic view that there's no possibilities so if you can bring self-compassion in breathe into your body connect to the the bigger part of you, then you can start to connect to that part and give it your understanding and say like, oh, what's going on here, honey? Let's talk. And like, what other possibilities are there? I mean, again, it's not specific. We don't have the specific question, but if it was something like, um, I don't know, like, let's just say something bad, like you're going to lose your house. Like, okay, so let's like, this is very scary. You have every right to feel that way. So, okay, let's talk about like, first, just feel those feelings, understand I'm here. And even just having that helps you to feel some more stability, like you're not in it alone. And mm -hmm. then you can start to see more possibilities. Okay, so this is what's happening. You don't have to worry about that. I'm going to figure out the details. 
you know, yeah, I'm like going to look your at. your inner adult talking to your inner child. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So the inner adult is going to like get down to practical aspects of how to handle it. But that child that feels that she, it's insurmountable will not feel that way if she feels your presence. And that's not about ignoring things. It's just about feeling that sense of support. Yeah. Do you have anything to add to um, that? I mean, I think that I, I'm trying to think of a time that I have personally felt like my troubles were insurmountable and I don't think I can because mm. I feel like part of me, I just don't, I haven't had You know why I think feeling. that is? I think why? that's because you have very strong Capricorn Virgo in your chart. Right. And so for you, I think what happens when, if things are really hard, like your super, your super manager inner child That's comes. what I'm thinking. That's what I'm like feeling like. Yeah, I always am like, okay, now what are we going to do about it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that, but that isn't actually um, the inner support I'm talking about because that is, and that is more just like, hey, we're going to manage the shit out of this. And maybe that will be helpful. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's better than just than feeling like feeling. my troubles are insurmountable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's better than maybe feeling lost in your emotion. But, Ultimately, it may, you'll come up against different roadblocks than, say, somebody like me. I'm more of like an emotion person. So if I'm feeling like that, I'll, you'll come up like I may be able to handle other situations better than you in other mm -hmm. times. Where we all just, have different yeah, tools. Yeah, we all have different yeah. tools. So, but if you can't, I'm, what I'm also saying is in both cases, it would be helpful for that inner compassionate part to be like, oh, I see you're working, like in your case, you're working, working really hard. Why don't you take, let's work on this together so it doesn't feel so like doo -doo, robotic or, mm -hmm. you know, how mm -hmm. that's how you relate that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard when you get lost in, in feelings. And I would say connecting to the body and just like really connecting to the compassion for that part of you. Because there's probably part yeah. that's judging too. I mean, I do think of like dancing, listening to music, yeah. dancing, playing music that feels like aligned with how you already feel. Like that is something that's coming up when I'm tuning in. Like they're feeling sad or tender or angry, yeah. like picking angry or sad or tender music and yeah. then maybe lighting some candles and letting yourself, letting your body move how it wants to move. Like that, that's what I'm kind of tuning into mm. because that would help you get your emotions moving, help you get into your body, just kind of get energy moving. So cause I feel like if you can cry mm. and also move it's like a way of taking care of yourself and then opening up to like, oh, what else might help me help support me? Yeah. And I think it is also like, of course, there are certain terrible things like if you're in the war in Ukraine or like, you know, there's definitely intense circumstances oh, right. where yeah. things are truly just like, oh, my God, I'm in the. Yes. But most of the time. It's there are solutions there you're not seeing because you are merged with a child part. You know, there are oh, to know that. Yeah. And also I'm thinking now of I mean, I don't know if this this didn't feel insurmountable, but I did remember when during the election when I might 
my tooth was like in horrible pain every day because oh, <laughs> I lot like I um my Ugh. crown broke oh. and like I had to wait for them to make a new one and like the temporary oh. one wasn't staying on so I was like yeah and then we were also having all that drama with the election yes. and like then we were in the middle of the pandemic and it was yeah. just like it felt that felt like a lot I still what I don't know if I'd say insurmountable but I felt like oh my gosh this is hard this feels hard yeah and so during that time I went to the creek by my house Mm. and just would make sure it was like time to go to the creek just you know sit there look at the water look at the sky yeah just feel the air on my skin I just felt like that I can do you know like I do feel like it's very hard right now to do most things (laughs) but I can do that and that does feel good and it does feel like it's helping so yeah and I would say that's whatever you can that inner adult online when you do that that's bringing your higher self online also ask I do want to add this one last thing is ask for help from if you I'm sure if they are asking us this question it's they believe in spirit guides and angels and right ask for help yes Yes, of course definitely ask for and every morning fill up first thing fill up with light Put it to the light. Give it to the light. Yeah. Ask for help from angels. from Yeah. So that's a big thing that has been coming through lately. Like mm. in the um, Wisdom Circle web chat is oh, just yeah. like, oh, yes, we need to remember to ask for help all the time. Yeah. Ask God. God is all that is your ancestors, whoever you want. Nature yeah. spirits. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that dynamic just always to remember it. So, yeah, I'm glad you remembered to say that. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for all those questions, and we'll answer more either next week or in a couple weeks. But call them in. We still, we're still real needy for a voicemail. Yeah, we need them. We really need voicemails. Feeling needy. Okay, so now it's time for the energy report. I I got that melody at the last second there, and then I wish I had um belted it out a little bit. I feel like it wanted I mean, like you can do energy it again right now. report. Yeah, yeah, it feels important. Yeah. Like, you need to know this. <laughs> You're getting this information. It's important. <laughs> okay. We are we do have to hurry a little bit here. I'm noticing yes. the time. So um <clears throat> it's kind of I will just say a continuation of last week in a lot of ways. If you would like a more thorough report, it's a good report. And thorough. That's a <laughs> big Lebowski quote. Big um, Lebowski. Um, if you would like that, read my report on Mind Body Green because I'm just going to try to say it quickly here, which is essentially I am seeing that there's kind of two options going on. One <laughs> is the harder way and one is like one feels like, oh, you could get underneath a wave and forget who you are and then come out and feel good or it could just like be like a band-aid stripping off like and then Mm. you but either way it does feel to me to be around relationships something coming up with in regard to like this challenge thing will be around relationships and ultimately will help you if you don't resist it it will be easier to know again this is why it's similar to last week, claiming who you really are. So it does remind me of my experience last week in terms of like, oh yeah, I, um, who I am, I'm not for, maybe I'm not for everyone. It's not about me. It doesn't matter. Everyone isn't a good fit for each other. 
that was my particular oh, lesson yeah. and yeah and that's great okay good so then I can be here and and feel more of who I am so it's a very similar thing because it's going to come up somehow with relationship is what I believe and it's going to clear out more of whatever limiting maybe you've been accepting too much from people and you're realizing you deserve more it's that kind of thing um so, or, you know, I'm saying that kind of thing in terms of the lesson will be something that you've been limiting, have a limited scope about yourself that you realize you could have more of or in the relationship. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. So what I want to say it, that will help you for a tool will just, if you can be an, as grounded as possible, um, will be the most helpful. So being the most present, which makes sense for, because we're in Taurus season now. Yeah. Um, To be feeling like maybe your grounding cord, which goes from the base of your spine to the center of the earth. I'm talking really fast. Um, oh, so, it's okay. Okay. So saying hello to that in present time, it brings your spirit into your body every day. Maybe call your energy back to you. Just really saying hello to your body being really centered so that whatever comes up, you're there for, you're present for. And then, of course, lots of compassion for yourself, whatever's going on. Like seeing yourself like somebody you just love so much, having that kind of love for yourself, like even just starting to cultivate it. What if I could love myself this much? And imagine maybe little you or 32-year-old you or (laughs) 10-year-old you, whatever the age, and see them and just like really having compassion for yourself yeah okay okay so I mean I just want to add that that also matches Taurus season because Taurus is ruled by Venus so again that that love energy and relationships yeah yeah okay so now it's time for practical magic okay so this week we have Beltane oh, on Sunday. Yeah, went, or Samhain. I went with my oldest to get a little Beltane, bo- a Beltane box at Raven and Crone, our little local witch store. Ooh, I love that place. Yeah. I have been there. There's a new, they, they moved um, to a bigger store. Oh. Um, so, yes, it, but before Beltane, so on Saturday... There's a new moon and solar eclipse on mm, April 30th. Yeah. So Ooh. April is interesting because it started out with a new moon. And then first day was the new moon in Aries. Last day of April, new moon in Taurus. Mm. So um, so in my 2022 Your Most Magical Year Yet Planner, I think this is a cool idea. So I wrote, this month began with the Aries new moon and ends with a Taurus new moon revisit the list you made on april fools of the things you want to do and try regardless of whether you succeed or fail remember when we talked about that on april fools and the aries new moon it's like what do you want to try whether or not you succeed or fail like just put yourself out there and try stuff yeah and so revisit that and then ask yourself which ones can you take action on in the new moon cycle ahead set the clear intention to do that now so taurus is a real earthy energy we put set things in motion that are likely to stay in motion to have like long-term repercussions in a positive way i mean if we set that intention Mm -hmm. and then beltane we can play we can i'm gonna get myself flowers for beltane 
Um, we can make flower crowns. We can dance. We can frolic. We can plant flowers. We can invoke fairies. Like maybe mm. take, if you have a bunch of crystals and you don't need all of them, maybe you have a bunch of like polished crystals that you loved for a while, but maybe you don't want to keep them all. You could give some to the fairies, go out in nature, go out in your yard and offer some of your crystals to the fairies. Um, you could also make like a little dried, um, like dried flowers with herbs and sprinkle that out for the fairies or pour some uh, ale or beer or wine or water, blessed water out on the earth as an offering to the nature spirits. Uh, those are some ideas for Beltane. I like it. You can make a flower crown. Yes, you could also like get some fairy stuff for your garden, like fairy houses or fairy statues or like uh, chimes or wind dancers or something like that. Uh huh. All righty. So before we pick our cards, and that sounds really fun, um, I mean, Beltane, uh, I will let you know that you can find me at highestlighthealing.com, also on Instagram at highestlighthealing. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, Magic Monday Podcast listeners on Facebook, Magic Monday Pod on Facebook, and Magic Monday Podcast. On in- I already said that on Instagram. Um, and what about you? You can find me at tesswhitehurst.com, and you can find me on Instagram at tess4444, on Facebook at Tess Whitehurst Author, and on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. Okay. I'm picking today from the Crystal Spirits Oracle Guidebook, once again by Colette Baron-Reed. I am picking from the Cosmic Dancer Oracle that I wrote, co-wrote. Yeah. I'm smiling because when I opened this deck, I saw Celestite, which is this beautiful heart. I love Celestite. And it's this beautiful heart. And I was like, oh, that feels so good to my heart. And then I just picked it after shuffling. Oh, nice. So that's fun. Okay, so what it says is um, connection to the angelic realm and divine energy, clear channels for communication with your guides and ultimate consciousness. So I feel like this is once again reiterating what we were saying before about asking for help, bringing that help in. And I really love that element for this week that if anything is feeling kind of hard, you do kind of, if you do happen to lose, like, oh, wait a minute, ask for help. Just bring in those guides. So yeah, that's what the message is. Yeah, it reminds me also of the answer to the question about when I was talking about Metatron. Oh, yeah. And Sandalphon. Okay, so I drew from Cosmic Dancer Oracle, find your motivation. So it is what like for the new moon when mm-hmm. I was tuning into like what are the things that you want to try in this lifetime whether or not you succeed or fail what do you mm-hmm. want to try so much that it really like it's more important to try it than to not try it <laughs> you know what I mean yes that um to to tune into what that is and then to because the picture in the card is of a woman with a um with a bow and arrow and the arrow is made of light she's in front of a moon and it is like really tune in and set some stuff in motion and get clear too like if you've always been 
this was a message that came through for someone in Wisdom Circle this week because mm. I did a intuitive messages for the group. And I feel like it was a good example or template for everybody. Mm. It was that, you know, like, for example, if you want to open a new age store, like maybe you're always like, oh, one day I want to open a new age store. I really do want to do that. But like this is a good time now, Taurus season and the Taurus new moon to be like, what do I need in order to do that? Oh. Like really physically in the world, like how much money do I need? Where yeah. you know, how will I get that money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where what what will this look like? Yeah, just to start moving toward it in a physical way and put it into that earthy realm. Mm. That's great. All right, well, thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. anybody my house has been feng shuied <laughs>